0: all right we are back in another very special episode i have a very special guest in the building i got my good guy lester in the building lester how are you
1: today doing good how about you
0: man i am super nervous this is like the first 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 episode in the new spot in, you know in I'm, the studio yeah my heart's yeah. still beating right now i feel like my throat's dry right now i'm gonna take a sip of my water really quick
1: Not man the studio's nice man you got a good setup here going on so it's uh it's good stuff here
0: i'm so sorry i'm just like super nervous right <laughs> now bro like seriously i'm like Trying to capture my breath right now. Seriously, thank you for being like yeah, the yeah. first in
1: studio guest, man. Cool. So just
0: tell me something good on this Saturday morning.
1: I, uh, you know, it's a, it's a it's all it's a nice weather out there in Kenosha, so it's a uh, that's always a good plus. It's been rainy the last few days. So yes, yeah, that, sir. That, that, that's the positive. <laughs> Especially if we're about to talk bears, you to yeah. Talk about the positive as we we can get.
0: Well, at least it's Halloween time right now, so if we're gonna talk bears, it'll get spooky. So we yeah, hey, so know. we're in the theme of it, you know. Yeah. So we could dive right into it. What is up with the Chicago Bears right now, sir?
1: It's that offense. You know, the offense just hasn't hasn't found the rhythm. I mean, it's you know, it's, it was rough under under Matt Nagy. He gave up play calling after the Browns debacle, mm-hmm. and you know, it's I, I, I see a lot of Bears fans on Twitter and in social media in general saying they think Nagy's still secretly calling plays. That's that just that's just not how how teams operate. I mean, yeah, he's got his hand involved in it every now and again, but it's. You know, when when you step back and you let Bill Lazor be the play caller, hmm. you got to let Bill Lazor be the play caller. So that's what it is. But I, I think this just kind of shows that Bill Lazor not the guy either. I mean, yeah. He's, he's fine. But, you know, like like I tell people, it's like my favorite thing about Bill Lazor is he's not Matt Nagy. <laughs> so, you know, they haven't found a good rhythm. Justin Fields has been struggling. The pass protection has been struggling. Uh, they can run block, but they just haven't found a good way to – to get a good rhythm to where the the passing plays the play action passes mm-hmm. marry what they want to do with the run game it's just not a good match right now and there's time I mean they can turn around the Niners aren't the best team they're only two and four right now mm-hmm. so maybe they get things going here in the next couple of weeks
0: yes sir now on a scale of one to ten how ready would you say Justin Fields look looks
1: out there He, he, he's ready enough. I mean, you know, I, I, he's a rookie. So, I mean, you got to go, you know, five or six if you're going to scale one to 10. Mm-hmm. The thing with him is we're kind of seeing why the Bears didn't want to rush him out there is mm-hmm. because, like i said all along, when you got a rookie quarterback, the first thing you have to understand is, is how you're going to protect rookie quarterback is he's not going to know all the blitz pickups. He's not going to know, you know, how to set the pass pro at all time. He's seeing stuff new for the first time. Yeah, he's been playing at a, at a high level through Ohio State, you know, and he was doing it there. But that's a different animal coming to the NFL. You know, these things, you know, the, the things happen quicker. The, the blitzes, the, the pass pro, this is all he has to have an understanding of. And and uh, Lewis Riddick was on um, a few, few podcasts, a, a, a few radio spots, you know, preseason, talking about the same thing that, you know, until he understands the pass protection fully, they shouldn't play him. Mm-hmm. He kind of got forced into action early because of the injury of Dalton. And, you know, the, obviously the Browns game, he got sacked nine times. That's not that all on him. horrible. Yeah, uh, that, that's yeah. the scheme. You know, if he's not getting help from his from his coaching staff as far as the pass pro, that that's a really tough ask. I mean, he's he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not expected to do all of it, but he's getting better. I mean, he has. Uh, there's been times where we've seen him recognize blitzes he didn't recognize earlier, so he's growing. But you know, that's the one drawback with playing a rookie is they're going to take sacks.
0: Yeah. Now, that's what I tell a lot of people as well, too. Like with him being a rookie, you obviously have to go through the growing pains. You'll have to go through the mistakes and you'll have to go through him learning as he goes. You know, and I tell people this all the time. When's the last time the Bears have had an offensive coordinator or just an offensive group that can develop a quarterback? Or when have they ever had a quarterback to develop? You know, so obviously we're seeing that right now with Justin Fields. And like you said, it's not all on him. A lot of it's on a scheme as well, too. But I think the biggest issue that he faces is that offensive line. Just tell us a little bit about what you see on that offensive line that is making the season go the way it's going now.
1: It's the pass protection. They're Just struggling in pass pro. Like, like Cody White here at, at left guard seemed to have regressed a bit. You know, I'm not sure if it's due to him, you know, being focused in on a, on a, on a fairly new position because you know earlier in his career he was a center. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played some left guard last year at, towards the end, and you know he, he seemed to thrive in it, but. You know, maybe he's just trying to get, get used to having a, a new left tackle next to him, a fairly new center next to him, but but he seems to have regressed. You know, he's had some time, moments in pass protection where he just looks lost.
0: So, mm-hmm.
1: um, Jason Peters, at 39 years old, is probably their best offensive lineman, you know, right now. And, and this guy was was fishing like two months ago. So. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and they still are down Jermaine Affetti, Correct.
1: Jermaine Afeity is uh, still on injured reserve. Uh, they they should get uh, Larry Borum, rookie right, uh, a rookie tackle back. He is on IR. He was activated to practice this week. Uh, this is Saturday we're recording. This, so at some point today, he may actually be activated to the active roster. So that'll help him. Elijah Wilkinson at right tackle just came off the COVID list uh, yesterday. So he'll be at back to play. So, you know, they've had some injuries along the, along the front and some issues there, but overall it's just not a good pass block. But, but again, I want to go back to the scheme. You know, we're not seeing the coaching staff help enough. You know, there's not enough, you know, Max protect mm-hmm. you know they're not keeping an extra blocker and enough we've seen him do it but not nearly enough to help out a rookie quarterback yes, sir. And, and that to that extent a rookie tailback and Khalil Herbert with like we saw last week with the Buccaneers they were blitzing away from where Herbert was set up as a way to test the rookie backfield and you know the Bucks are a pretty good coach defense and, mm-hmm. and they were they were they were getting through yes sir well
0: how much of it would you say is it on training for Mustafer with his fumbling of the snaps? Like, what do you think it is? Like, is it something that he's not seeing? Is it just the way he's grabbing the football? What would you say it is?
1: We just had Olin Krutz, uh on, on one of our podcasts this week, uh, Bears Banter, mm-hmm. uh, on the WCG podcast. You know, He talked to our guy, Bill Zimmerman. And, and Olin Krutz has been training Must for, for the last few years. He's trained okay. him going all the way back to his time in Notre Dame. And, and, and Olin tells us that, He's really making strides as a center. He's an undrafted free agent. You know, you have to kind of look at wh- who he is at this point in his career. Yes, he's an undrafted free agent, but this is his second year now starting. As far as this is the fumble snaps, it's just usually when there's a like poor exchange, it's the quarterback's fault. Mm-hmm. But as we saw in the film, on the replay, the ball never got up. So I think he just kind of was dragging it. Sometimes that's, uh, that's mental. You're just kind of thinking th- through things too much as a center. You know, you really got to think about that snap. I mean, it seems like it's second nature, but you know, maybe he was more concerned with a guy like Vita Vea, you know, at, 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 at defensive tackle, mm-hmm. and he just didn't get the ball up. I mean, those mistakes happen. You don't want to see it, but it happens.
0: Yeah, yeah. So now, as we know, we're three and four right now, heading into San Fran. Where could you see this offense, offensive ceiling becoming being? Excuse me. Where would you, where can you see it going?
1: Well, Justin Fields feels they're close and. I mean, it's it's possible, you know. Of course, the the players are going to say they're close. You know, they never want to you know say anything negative about what's going on. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's possible. I mean, there's there's too much talent on this team. There's too much speed in Goodwin and Bird and Mooney. You know, we just haven't seen them able to unlock that. And a lot of, again, I keep going back to the scheme. A lot of it's just they're not they're not finding a way to get these guys open.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, there there's too many stagnant routes where it's it's comeback routes, it's cooks, it's curls. Not enough crossers, you know. Mm-hmm. Not, uh, not enough uh, pick plays to get these guys open off on the edges. So, at some point, it'll click. And uh, Justin Fields said, you know, again, uh, part of it goes back to Fields didn't get the number one reps till like a month ago. Mm-hmm. Maybe hindsight tells us that the Bears probably should have, you know, let him play with the with with Mooney and Robinson and, and Cole Komet, you know, early in camp. But this wasn't the Bears' plan. They wanted to keep him on the bench as long as possible he got forced into action early yes sir. and now we're kind of seeing some of those some of the the problems that he has because he's just not comfortable playing with these players he doesn't know them to where he should know them yet
0: exactly and we've seen the issue with Robinson speaking out on that as well too saying that he would have liked to get the number one reps with him as well too but it, as as a loyal fan and as an intelligent man how much would you say is really on that and just versus them just stinking the place up?
1: To me, I, I look at the film, and I just don't see enough help being given to Justin Fields from my coaching staff. I mean, I, I was pretty down on the coaching staff last year. I thought they probably should have, you know, made a change. Uh, obviously, the Bears decided to bring him back, mm-hmm. and you know, it was it was fine early, but then we quickly saw the whole thing spiral again, and I just don't have a lot of confidence. You know, Matt Nagy, he just he's he's not the guy. I mean, oh no. I mean, I was for the hire. I liked it. You know, but, you know, you had to go back and look at his whole body of work. And, you know, he was fine that first year. Um, he had Brad Childress in the building, who was a, a veteran play caller. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the, him he leaned on him a little bit that season. Uh, the next year, Childress was gone. Uh, we kind of saw the offense. He tried taking it to level 202 is what he, what he would always say in the media. <laughs> and that didn't work. I mean, the offense with Mitch that second year took a step back. It took an even a further step back last season. And then here we're seeing it this year. He's got Dalton. He's got Fields. You know, quarterbacks he seemingly wants. And the Bears have the the thirtieth, thirty second ranked offense again.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just not working. So, how much longer do you see them giving Nat, Nagy to fix things?
1: With when, when, when the Bears, yeah, they've never fired a coach in season. They don't give that vibe that they're going to fire a coach in season. You know, mm-hmm. you, you've heard them talk about in the past how they really uh, respect what a team like this, Pittsburgh Steelers have done. How they they forget their guy in, they stick with him through him through thick and thin, mm-hmm. and eventually, you know, they win, win championships. I mean, that, that hasn't happened in Chicago. So, <laughs> so like, like, what's the point of sticking with a guy that you – that, yes, he's winning games, technically. He's, he's like, 7, 8 games, over, over 500 in his career, mm-hmm. you know, but the last two years were, were 500. This year looks like another 500 year. They're mediocre. Mm-hmm. I mean, Extremely. At, at some point. Is mediocrity acceptable? If it is, then you keep bringing it back and hope it works. If it's not, you make a change. Unless it goes drastic this year, I see them lasting the whole season.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Now, before we jump sides to the defensive side of the ball, excuse me, what could you see them becoming by the end of the season, knowing that obviously it takes time to gel, Justin Fields is learning as he's going, what would what, what could you see them being by the end of the season? I
1: mean, they found their identity. They want to run the ball. You know, Jason Peters, like we like we said, is is you know a pretty good tackle still even at this age. Mm-hmm. Uh, James Daniels is playing pretty good football. You know, the right tackle whether it's Wilkinson or even Bourne or even a Fetty, you know, they're pretty good at run blocking. Um, they got to just keep that identity going on. they got Herbert, a rookie, a phenomenal. Rookie. No one expected him. He looks so good right now. Um, Montgomery will be back at some point. Looks good. Williams looks good at tailback too. So they have three quality tailbacks.
0: You forgot to mention your guy Cohen.
1: Uh, Cohen <laughs> some well, saw, there was some video of him. Uh, Tariq Cohen was doing some work on the side, so mm-hmm. he's still on the pup list. I mean, at some point he'll come back, and you know, if the knee is right, I mean, he'll add something. He'll add some juice to that offense. So you think so? I mean, he's he's shown it in the past. Unless the knee injury really has sapped some of that quickness from him, mm-hmm. you know, but you know, it was an ACL. Uh, There may have been a secondary procedure done. No one really reported on it for sure. There's a lot of speculation because it's taken longer than uh, most ACLs take. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I think it was a year um, early September. So now he's a year and a month past the the surgery. So, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, they got a pretty good group of tailbacks, pretty good blocking offensive line for the run game. They just got to figure out how to, how to get the passes off. They got to figure out how to protect Justin Fields. Like, the West Coast offense is what this is based in. If you read any books, Bill Walsh, way back in the day, the, the, the father of the West Coast offense, what he always talks about is the first thing you do, how to how to protect a quarterback. Mm-hmm. That has to be the first option. Because you can't pass unless, unless, unless there's any protection. So the fact that that's the fundamental flaw in this offense <laughs> is pretty bad right now. So at some point they'll figure it out because I just can't see the professional coaching staff being this – I don't want to say stupid, but man, it's just, it's, 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 it's criminal, you know, not running enough play action, you know, Mm -hmm. not having an extra guy in, not having your backs chip and release. There's just not enough of that. So at some point you hope that this offense can keep, keep evolving as a run game, but then mix in more effective play action passes, more uh, uh, rollouts, more bootlegs, more half field reads, keep things as easy for the quarterback as possible Mm -hmm. while the run game is still clicking. And then at some point, past game should catch up
0: yes sir yes sir now we can transition over to the defense side of the ball who might not add they're not doing that bad they're not doing that bad only only thing i can say is i was really high on Jalen johnson starting the season and i'm still high on him as well too but you, you can see like that he does have flaws as well too he's just not a perfect corner you know if that makes sense you know
1: i mean if you're looking for a, a daryl rebus type of guy you know uh there is no such thing as Jalen Johnson Island. he's <laughs> he's, he's a good corner. Mm-hmm. He'll get better in time, but but he's still a second year pro, you know. And then you know the way that the rules have changed in the NFL. I mean, it's everything is geared towards the offense. So the fact that he's having as much success as he is, that's that's kudos to him. But you know he he's uh, he's clearly the the Bears' best you know guy in the secondary, and, and I think he's fine. I think he'll be okay here. I think that you know as the defense grows, you know, he'll grow with it and, you know, he'll keep, he'll keep this ascension up. And he, he is, I mean, he is probably a, a top 10 corner in the league right now. So he's, yeah, he, he's, he's getting there. His numbers
0: do pretty well. What, what, what's your thoughts on the Kalua Mac injury, the foot injury?
1: Yeah. It's a foot. I think at some point earlier in the year, it might've been an ankle. He's just, you know, he, he's always got a little something that he can fight through. Mm-hmm. And at this point, you know, he fought through it for a few weeks. He was still picking up sacks. Uh, last week against the Bucks, he he didn't really do much. He was pretty ineffective. So mm-hmm. I'm sure the Bears went back, looked at the tape, probably talked to Khalil. They said, hey, you know, let's shut it down. So he's officially ruled as out for the game. Uh, I'm guessing at some point today they're going to put him on injury reserve, which means he'll be missed at least three games. So with the Bears' bye week mixed in there, he'll be back in four weeks. Yeah, if he goes on IR today.
0: Gotcha. And don't forget, we also get Quinn back tomorrow. Isn't is that correct? Off of the COVID list.
1: Yeah, he came off the COVID list uh, yesterday. So you know he, he's got like like five sacks this year. He's he's having a great year. Yeah. He, he just he looks like the guy the Bears signed. I mean, they paid huge money to him a couple of years ago. And, <laughs> yes, and, definitely. And, 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 and last season he just looked bad. And you know he didn't make a lot of excuses, but it kind of he was on, on the report for injury. You know the I the think they call it a, a drop foot. I'm yeah. not sure actual the, the medical diagnosis <laughs> there what that is, but but it was obviously pretty bad because you know he did not look like the guy we see he now. Stunk the place up. His speed off the edge, his bend around the tackles, he looks like the guy the Bears sign. Yes, sir. So as long as he's you know not have any of his strength sap from being on the COVID list, mm-hmm. you know I mean I'm not sure if you know obviously with COVID it affects everyone differently. Maybe it was just a false negative. Who knows what it was at this point? But he was out for a game. Hopefully, he's he's you know good enough to play in because they're going to need him, especially with Mac out. Exactly.
0: What would you rate their overall um grade for the offense for the defensive line? Excuse me, that you've seen so far.
1: Yeah, the front seven is pretty good. I mean, they're they're a solid B right now. Yeah. You know, they struggled a bit last week against the stopping the run against the Bucks, but you know the Bucks. I mean, that's you know that's Tom Brady and the Bucks. I mean, it's like you really have to focus on stopping the run and what are you gonna let that, that, that a guy like Brady just go off on you exactly. so, so I mean that is such a, a multi-faceted offense they can do everything against you know the, the Bucks. they do everything obviously so you will see how they do this week that's it's not the same quality of offense you're facing this week so I think the Bears defense should be fine, even without Khalil Mack this week
0: yes now what's up with your guy number 97 because he's out there causing just all these issues for us causing stupid plays and Let's just say we were to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Is that some, something you want someone doing on your team while you're in the playoffs, fighting for a championship?
1: Yeah, Mario Edwards Jr. had, I think, uh, three unsportsmanlike-type penalties in, in two weeks. Mm-hmm. He had none last week. Uh Last week, it was Bilal Nichols got popped with the unsportsmanlike. With a punch. There. Like,
0: what are you doing? Uh,
1: he's, you know, like, uh, Ryan Jensen for the Buccaneers, he's one of these, he's, he's like an a-hole. I mean, yeah. that, that's his thing. I mean, that's what he does. He gets under your skin. He's one of these old school, nasty offensive linemen that does things, you know, to the whistle. You know, he may take a few extra jabs in or at you when he's playing, too, because that's what he wants. To, he wants to get you, you know, off your game. And it mm-hmm. worked. We saw it happen in the first quarter. Uh, he he blocked uh, uh, Eddie Goldman a little bit, you know, r- right up to the whistle. And Goldman kind of retaliated. But, yeah. he didn't. you know, he didn't punch. I don't, I don't. I mean, what's the point? I mean, they're wearing helmets. You're throwing punches. You know, you're gonna hurt yourself. You're not. You're not hurting him with a with a face mask. So. But they
0: look cool though, don't they? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just, man. It's just crazy. It's just you know, uh, poor discipline. You know, but you know, I, again, the coaches got to get on there on him and, and tell him, you know, hey, keep your cool. And and it's mm-hmm. funny because much like in the Saints game when they had a uh, uh, Gardner Johnson, you know, oh, CJ Gardner Johnson. Yep, yep, yep. He's the same kind of player, and they warned him before the game, hey. He's gonna do something, he's gonna say something, he's gonna get in your face, don't retaliate. Same thing with the Bucks. Jensen is this is that guy. He's gonna do something, he's gonna say something, he's gonna go to the whistle, don't retaliate. What happens? Bilal retaliates, gets kicked out of the game.
0: Stupid, stupid, stupid. What do you think of the play from the linebackers?
1: Uh, it's pretty good. I mean, if you want to talk about the, the linebackers, you're also talking about the edges uh mac and quinn have been good uh travis gibson has been solid this season
0: he is a player to watch oh my gosh when he comes in the game i'm like let's go let's go let's see him be productive like that kid's a stud he's gonna be something good i
1: mean the bears really valued him They, they traded up for him uh i think he was a fourth round pick they traded a or they traded a fourth to move up to get him i think uh from the previous season so they believed in him he didn't do much last season where he was transitioning though he played defensive line you know three point stance uh at, at college at Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So coming to the NFL, he had to learn how to play a three, four outside linebacker. So it's gonna take him time. Mm-hmm. And, and we saw that he put the work in, he's changed his body. He's in great shape. He's he's got good speed off the edge, good power. So you know he's he's there. And then the anti the linebackers, I mean Roquan Smith, man, he's well, he's he's just one of those guys you like you know, he, he, when you watch him on, on the game, you always know where Roquan is. So mm-hmm. he plays with that speed, intensity He's all around the field, so he, he's fun to watch. And, and then you got Opal tree and and, Dan, and uh, uh, Danny Tuerethen is back now. Yeah, I saw injury, him in the so, game last week. You know, it's you know those two are fine. You know, there's nothing you know special there. But as yes, far sir. as linebackers go, man, it's Roquan. He's having a a Pro Bowl All Pro type season.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now we spoke a little bit on the secondary already. With speaking of Jalen Johnson, but what do you think about the secondary, man? Because I'm kind of iffy about the secondary.
1: There's a lot of people that are really down on Eddie Jackson. Uh, he's had he, he's not doing much to help himself with some of the comments he makes. <laughs>
0: everybody could tackle that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's like everybody could like taken out of
1: context. You hear that, you're like, what an idiot! Why would I say that? <laughs> what what he was the context behind that quote was, you know, as a defensive back, it's all about interceptions, forced fumbles, takeaways. You know, that's that's what his that's what he was trying to express. Mm-hmm. Saying anyone could tackle, th- of course that's the soundbite everyone to hear. <laughs> so he sounds like a dumbass saying it's like, "What are you doing?" But then, like you know, he he, he actually doubled down on it a couple of times. He got into it with Lance Briggs on Twitter. So yeah. it's like, you know, at some point you're you're doing more harm than good. But but as far as him in the passing game, yes, we haven't seen the interceptions. They're not there. You know, he has had some tackling issues this season, which you know kind of creeps up. But but he's. He's still quality in coverage. Yeah, you know he he's still back there. He's still a guy that teams try to avoid. He had a couple uh, close uh, uh, near picks against the Bucks. He's around the ball still. It's just not. He's just not finishing. Uh, Months like we talk about with the edge rushers, they got to get home. He's not getting home either with the with the picks. And
0: it's so crazy when he like it looks like he's just unmotivated when he goes to tackle though, like because he's just missing all these tackles. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, is it positioning or or he doesn't want to get hurt? What do you think it is? Uh, I, mean, like, I
1: mean, some of it may be him making a business decision. I mean, he's not he's not a physical. He's not a thumper. You know? Yeah, you know, so, he, so, so for him, he's like, well, I don't want to tackle. It's like, yeah, like, you know, and that's part of it is, you know, he wants to take the ball away, so. But that, that's part of your gig. You, yeah. you got to tackle. You got to wrap. And, you know, we just, you know, his technique's not the best. But, you know, a lot of safeties are like that. And, you know, it's, it's not the old school like it was back in the old days where there's one guy that was just a big mauling thumper, mm-hmm. you know. Mike these, Brown. Yeah. These days they're all free safeties. They're all running around. You want to catch the ball. You yeah. know, when it comes to tackling, that's not really what they want to do. But he did have 11 tackles last week.
0: It was balling. Maybe yeah.
1: he's maybe he's starting to come around, and you know, hopefully, him being on the ball more will lead to some more interceptions.
0: I think we missed that a lot in Amos, like that that safety that can come down and make those hits, you know. And obviously, Amos made Jackson look better, you know, because he gave him that that um creativity that he can be and be his own player out there, you know. But obviously, we don't have that now because Tashawn Gibson isn't on Amos's level, and Tashawn Gibson has been battling injuries all year as well, too. So. It's like kind of hit or miss. But I will say this about the secondary, though. They're not as bad as what I thought they would be because I was like, oh, we lost Kyle Fuller. We don't have a—we uh, don't have that name for number two, you know. So, yeah. What do you think about that?
1: Kendall Vildor has been decent. I mean, he, again, he's nothing special. You know, he he's a physical player. You know, he'll get in your face. You know, he wants to play, you know, a physical brand of football. You know, he's still kind of learning on the job. And Nickelback, they kind of bounced around. I think they've had three different guys start at Nickel so far. You know, Duke. I thought Duke Shelley had kind of settled in and had that job, but then a couple weeks back, they put in uh, Xavier Crawford in that nickel role. So we'll, we'll kind of see. You know, uh, 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 Duke was back again last week against the Bucks.
2: Good morning, you know, Devon.
0: A- Oops, sorry. We had we had our caller call oh, in already nice. as well. Hey, how are you doing, Mama Bear?
2: I'm doing great, Devon. Lester, how are you guys?
1: Good. How you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good. Happy Saturday morning.
0: Yes, ma'am. So you called it the perfect timing, right? as we're getting ready to predict what we think will happen for this Sunday's game. So we can go ahead and let you start by telling us what you think is going to happen against San Fran.
2: Oh, wow. (laughs) I'm always optimistic, of course, about my wonderful Bears. Mm -hmm. So I do predict a win for us, not just because... Coach Nagy isn't going to be on the sideline, (laughs) but because because I think we can beat the 49ers. Yes, sir. What do you think about that,
0: Lester? What do you think about that?
1: Yeah, I agree with her. I mean, I think the uh, this again the Bears can win Uh, with or without Matt Nagy, who was was announced today that he will not coach. He's he's still in the COVID protocol, so that's uh, that's interesting. It'll be Chris Tabor calling the shot. So. Yeah, I think they have enough. They have enough talent. They have enough uh, on offense, uh, just enough on offense. And then on defense, I think they'll be, they'll be able to shut down uh, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo.
0: So we'll ask you first, Mama Bear. What, what type of scoring game do you think this will be?
2: Ooh, I try not to predict scores. But <laughs> for you guys, I will. I'm going to say 21-17.
0: Oh wow! What do you think of that, Lester?
1: Twenty-one points for the Bears. They haven't, they haven't
0: <laughs> done that. If you, even, yeah. 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 If yeah.
1: You add up the last two weeks, they haven't done that. No, but I, I, I agree. I think uh, twenty-one is something they can do. They, they, they should be able to move the ball a little bit. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna run the ball if they want to do. And hopefully, this is the week that the play action pass kicks in a little bit, and and at some point, some of these speedy receivers are gonna catch the ball and be able to make a play. So. Oh
2: man, like, twenty-one is. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Lester. No,
1: that's fine. Yeah, but if you should, uh, uh, uh Mooney, you were saying
2: Mooney's going to have a touchdown. There it is. Yeah. Noah's so juice.
1: Oh,
0: let's go.
2: And and I'm going to throw this out there. Justin will have a touchdown. Yeah. run it in, baby, run it in. Yes, yes, yes.
0: How do you think the defense will look, Mama Bear?
2: Uh, I'm worried.
0: Uh oh. Uh oh. What worries without, you the most?
2: Without Mac, without Hicks, Robert Quinn's back.
0: Yeah, that's a big so,
2: step. Oh, man. When I read that on Twitter yesterday, oh, made my day, <laughs> made my weekend. Let's go.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Uh, so with Quinn back, I think we're going to do okay. I think we can get to Garoppolo. I really do. Oh, yes,
0: yes. I like Quinn,
2: that. Quinn is going to be so hungry. After being out. yeah. So, <laughs> so He's ready. He was showing us all just exactly what he can do when he's healthy.
0: Yes, ma'am. And he, like, like Lester was saying earlier, that's the guy that the Chicago Bears paid. And from what it looks like, it's starting yeah. to pay off.
2: Yes, it is. Finally. Yes, Thank ma'am. <laughs> well, we, we
0: greatly appreciate you having time to give us a call and give us your intake on these Chicago Bears, Mama Bear. Just know that it's sure. always bear down and you're always welcome on line for line.
2: I love my Bears fans. Ma'am, thank you very much for asking
0: me. Yes, ma'am. You have yourself a great day.
2: You too. Bye-bye. Bear down.
0: <laughs> so I think we got it. We got it from Mama Bear herself. The Bears are going to win this game, huh?
1: I mean, I, I think they can do it. I think uh, 21 points is doable. And they may, you know, maybe maybe a few in there. He's 24. But, you know, Garoppolo, is uh, he, he's a decent quarterback. But, you know, he's had his ups and downs. Mm-hmm. This is a game the Bears... Even though Vegas has them losing, you know the the Niners are, are a four point favorite, which is you know the Bears a road underdog is is pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. But you got to look at the facts. Facts are the Bears' offense has looked uh, pretty bad. It's it's pretty much a laughingstock around the league. You know this has to be the week things start clicking, and if that happens, you know I mean it's weird to think that a th- three touchdown game is an, is an explosion, but. <laughs> The way this offense has looked, if they get three touchdowns, that's a big deal.
0: Now, if they were to go on and win this game, as we were to close out, what does that say about the trajectory of their season?
1: I've said all along, I think this is a 500-ish team. I mean, they're going to be right around there, you know, nine and eight, eight nine, you know, somewhere in that realm.
0: Playoffs, yeah, name
1: with with the NFC. I mean, the (laughs) NFC is top heavy. You know, that that seventh seed. You know, just like the Bears last year snuck in at eight and eight, I think, you know, nine and eight, eight and nine could get them in. It's it's probably going to come down to them and the Vikings, and they get the Vikings twice late. So if they can put it on the Vikings, you know, maybe. But here, here we're talking about the Bears this week. If they get a win here, they're 500. And they got the Steelers, you know, next week, and the Steelers are. You know, a they're, dismantled they're, team. They're not the Steelers of old. I mean, it's, you know, the quarterback play is, it's, they still have Ben Roethlisberger, but he's not the guy he was. Mm-hmm. You know, the defense is still there, but it's not the same defense as it has. They've been up and down, so if the Bears win that game, and all of a sudden, they're, what, five and five and four? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, or no, uh, uh, four and they
0: uh, They're three and four now. Yeah, yeah. So then obviously it's it's it's
1: five and four. Yeah, Going, four. going into the bye week. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, you got the Ravens coming out, and it's, <laughs> it's going to be tough, but but again, 500-ish, this is why I think you're going to keep Nagy because I just can't see them being so bad where they, they re- have to make a change. Yes, sir. My big concern is if they're around 500, if they sneak into that last playoff spot or just miss it on the last day, is that enough to keep Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace for one more year? I think it probably is.
0: So tune in to next week of Dragon Ball Z to find out more. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely been a great time having you on, Lester. I appreciate you for coming through. Anytime. Yes, sir.